When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Chelsea Messenger, PJ Glasser, filling in for Jinx today. And PJ, we saw a bit of a rumble and a bit of a skirmish between the Eagles and the Niners yesterday. I always want to say last night because it gets dark at like 4.30 p.m. and I always think it's the Sunday night game. It was not. But we have seen this drama kind of building between the Niners and the Eagles, dating back all the way to the NFC Championship game last year, where clearly the Niners did not have their best foot forward. Brock Purdy got injured in that game. I believe he tore his UCL. So ever since then, the Niners have had like this kind of bad taste in their mouth, knowing that they wish they would have had a better shot at the Philadelphia Eagles. All week long, Debo Samuel was kind of running his mouth. And last night, of course, we saw some chippiness ensue. Let's go downstairs at Tom. What's going on down there, Tom? You're Gip, seeing it. Gib, that happened maybe five yards away from where we're standing. You can see that it's when Greenlaw reached out toward Dom, who provides security and so much else, as we're telling you the Eagles. Personal foul, number 57 of San Francisco, who has also been disqualified. Well, Dean told you they could do that after looking at it, and he has been thrown out. That's enormous. Dom is going to continue to just raise the ladder of local heroes here in Philadelphia. <laughs> there might be a statue of them if the Eagles win this game. Wow. Now it's a heavyweight fight. Wow. Now you. He's going to sell a lot of t- sweatshirts. Oh, man. If you're confused there, it's because this is not a normal situation. That's right. Uh, Dre Greenlaw was taking shots at the Eagles security guy. And I was making dinner as this was going down. I was like, was he trying to punch somebody who's not even, even on the team? And I was looking at the replay. I don't think he actually got him. I don't think he actually got a piece of him. But still... What is your reaction when you see fights like this? Like, of course, my first instinct is like, fight, fight, fight. But the other is, like, you can't contain yourself enough to, like, not get ejected. Because that's the other thing. If you're a good player and you get ejected in a game, you are costing your team. Yeah, it's football so funny, isn't it? Like, we watch these guys for three hours, three and a half hours, tackle each other and just absolutely just beat up one another. And there's something about, like, when they just start, like, throwing hands and they start fighting and we're like, whoa, you can't do that. Whereas it's like baseball, there's a (laughs) full-out brawl. We're all for it, right? NBA, we're all for it. Like, we want to see that chaos. We love it. It gets all the headlines. But the NFL, uh, people are like, we can't can't do that. That's an ejection right there. No, it was uh, was wild watching the security guard get involved. Like, you don't don't see that every day. Um, You just can't lose your cool in those kind of situations. Like, as a fan, there is nothing more frustrating than I think when your team gets a 15-yard penalty for, like, a late hit out of bounds, when you're just like, let the quarterback. Like, you know he's going out of bounds. Just let him go out of bounds. Or when, like, you bait 
someone into, you know, drawing a penalty and the guy takes the bait. And you're like, why would you? I'm sure the Eagles guy said something that he wasn't supposed to. I think it was Devontae Smith who was on the ground. Maybe the security guard chipped in too and he said something he wasn't supposed to. But the Niners guy has to know. Like, you can talk. That's fine. But you can't you can't put your hands on some, especially, you know, throw like a punch at their face, even if you didn't connect, like you just, you can't do that. So the Niners are going to be in a lot of big games this year. They're going to be a lot of games where emotions are high. They very well could be back in Philadelphia later this season. And uh, I mean, Dre Greenlaw's just, he's got to know better than that. Even though before this game started, I, if I could have bet on this, I would have for AJ Brown to be involved in some kind of tiff. I was like, AJ Brown's <laughs> definitely going to be in the middle of something, isn't he? Like, if you think of the players on the Eagles and the Niners, like, isn't A.J. Brown number one on the drama list? He's he's always seems to be in the middle <laughs> of it, doesn't he? Yeah, always seems to. I would have thought Jason Kelsey would have stepped in as, like, a peacemaker. He just, he he strikes me as that kind of guy who would, like, you know, every very lovable. Everybody loves him. I thought he would be in there. Maybe he was. I don't remember who was exactly in there to break it up. But, uh, yeah, no surprise A.J. Brown found himself in the middle of it, especially – when his guy Devontae Smith was involved. Well, Jason Kelsey has to protect the moneymaker. He has been named People Magazine's, what, sexiest True. podcaster or something? Which gave me a laugh. But man. was it? Just playing I, I, up, playing straight that? up? Maybe, sexiest maybe man? it was podcaster. I don't know. I thought it was sexiest man alive. I don't know. It was something. Oh, finalist for sexiest man alive. Jason Kelsey, what go. a year for the Kelsey brothers. That's the <laughs> other thing. Year. When I'm watching these games, how many commercials with Travis Kelsey are we going to be forced to watch? Because I think I've hit my limit. Like at one point yesterday, I think there was three back-to-back-to-back commercials with Travis Kelsey in them. Like I get it. He's likable. He's dating Taylor Swift. But are you getting tired of Travis Kelsey like I am? I, I, at this point, I'm just, I'm kind of used to it. I don't even notice it, if we're being honest. Like, it's just, I'm numb to it. <laughs> well, because I, mean, I like it. him, it's just the commercials. Like, it's every yeah. single commercial. Like, I don't have this reaction when it's Shaq, because Shaq's, like, working all the time as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I've kind of hit my limit on Travis Kelsey commercials. But what about the rest of the week that was in the NFL? When you look at some of these games and some of these results, were there any betting lessons to be learned? Because I think a team that you have been on, mm, I think for the past couple of weeks, and I think you've been spot on, is buying low on the Arizona Cardinals. They were getting five and a half yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I feel like this was the number one example of buying low on a team and selling high on another. It just felt to me that all of the cards or all of the, the signs kind of pointed in one way. And what do you know? The Cardinals won this game outright. That was the easiest winner, I think, of the weekend for me in the NFL. Yeah. So when you see this, is it nice to see kind of our predictions come to fruition? Because it felt like the cards have been a play for like a couple of weeks now. Yeah, I mean, now that they're healthy again, like Kyler's back, James Conner ran great yesterday going against his former team and. I mean, we, we were all watching the Steelers. Like, I know they were 7-3, and three, but, I mean, they were getting outgained in, like, every game. Eventually, that, that stuff catches up with you. That's why the Eagles were three-point dogs at home yesterday as a 10-1 and one team. It's because they had been outgained by 100 or more yards 
in four straight games. Like, you you can certainly get away with winning games that you're not supposed to, and you can do that a couple times. You might even be able to do that three or four times, but you can't make a habit out of that. You can't continuously do that. And then, you know, it was just the spot for Pittsburgh, and it was a terrible spot. They were coming off back-to-back divisional games. They have a game upcoming on Thursday. Arizona just got blown out at home. Like, you tend to always like NFL teams who get embarrassed. There are great trends of teams that lose by, like, 20 or more points at home. And, obviously, the Rams beat up on them last week. So, I just think all things are pointing to Arizona yesterday in that game. The Steelers' offense is still is still terrible. Now, Pickett, it looks like, is going to be out for an extended period of time. So, they have Trubisky with going forward. I don't know if the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, Chelsea. I know that schedule is really favorable. They should beat the Patriots on Thursday at home. You would hope. Man, I mean, you want to talk about a no touchdown in that game. I mean, we had one yesterday in Chargers Patriots. Might have to go back to it on Thursday night with these two teams playing. Was that the worst game of the entire year? Was that Chargers Patriots? I think it was. I think it was the worst game in the entire year so far. Like, imagine a spread being what, four and a half and covering (laughs) a spread despite only scoring six points? points? That's almost impressive. Covering a four-and-a-half spread when you only went 6 nothing. What are the Chargers doing? How do you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback and your team is this bad? I just don't get it. Like, that has got to be the biggest disappointment of the year. Like, that and I guess the Patriots. Like, this was the disappointing bowl. Like, both of these teams probably are the most disappointing of any team across the NFL, with the exception of maybe the Jets, just because Aaron Rodgers went down. But still, don't you think these two teams had to have, you know, not reached expectations the most of any team? Yeah, I mean, I I thought, so I do a a Sunday show here on BetQL, and me and my co-host, JP Flam, we're like, if Brandon Staley loses this game, like, how how does he have a job on Monday? Like, how, if you score six points and lose to the Patriots, so he's very fortunate they won that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, these, you could argue that these are the two most team. I mean, the two most disappointing teams in the NFL. I've been saying it for weeks. I know the Carolina Panthers only have one win and the Patriots have two. New England's the worst team in the NFL. Like they are terrible. They just lost to Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They just scored zero points against the Chargers. They haven't scored more than 10 points, Chelsea. I think in like their last like four games, like it is so their quarterbacks are terrible. They can't run the ball. They can't do anything on offense. Like, it is truly like watching Iowa in the NFL. It might even be worse than watching Iowa in the NFL. It is It is so bad. Um, I, I just, like, the Steelers are favored by six on Thursday. How do you take the Patriots? How are the Patriots going to score more than 10 points on a short week on the road in Pittsburgh who just came off of a two-touchdown loss like, if the Steelers score 17 points in that game, they're covering. It's all they have to get. And they might not get there, but, like, oh, my God. It's really bad. Really bad. PJ, do you want to laugh? <laughs> do you want to have a laugh yeah. this Monday morning? The total I in do. the Patriots-Steelers game is 31 and a half. This, this has to be the lowest total we've seen all season. Like, this is Iowa it's territory. It's too high, Chelsea. 31 it's too and high. a half? It's too oh, high. my God. Do you think the, do you think the Steelers are scoring twenty points in this game? No. Do you think the Patriots are scoring more than ten in this game? No. 
<laughs> you got I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's too high. Like, it's that low for a reason. And I agree with you, I, especially with Trubisky. Like, ha- the Steelers aren't getting to 20 points. The Patriots aren't getting to 10. I, I mean, it's it's got to be an under. Like, there's a reason it's that low. I'm telling you, I'm betting. I don't think they have the no. No, they don't have the no touchdown up yet. But, like, what is that open at? Because... I would say yesterday for that Patriots Steelers game or the uh, Patriots Chargers game because it was the Chargers probably like close to 100 to 1. It was probably in that neighborhood. I'm thinking with these two teams it's probably like 40 to 1. I would probably say in that neighborhood. Like I would absolutely take a shot at that. Oh my god, this game is the true test of if you really love football. Like yeah. this is it. Cuz I think I've been questioning my football fandom when it comes to some of these games. We've had some real stinkers. Like, I can't remember over the past couple of weeks, but, like, I went to the Titans-Panthers game. That game was so bad, I left early. I don't think I've ever <laughs> left a game early. And that Panthers offense was so god-awful, I didn't want to sit yeah. in the rain and take it anymore. So this has been, you know, an adventure in testing my football fandom this year because I am somebody who loves football, but, man, a total of 31 and a half. Teams. That is a bad true bad offenses. Yeah, there there are some bad teams. Good God. All right, so looking at the rest of these games, was there anything else that you kind of took away? Because I'm looking at this Dolphins and Commanders game. Feels like the over is always in play for the Commanders. (laughs) We knew that Tyreek Hill was in for a monster game because the Commanders give up the most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers of any team in the league. But I think his prop was like in the 90s. Do you ever get right. scared off of props because the line is just too high? Or do you say, okay, it's this high for a reason. Tyree Kill is fully capable of going over this twice. Yeah, you know how when there's an NFL game that you look at, you handicap, and you're like, well, Washington's got the worst secondary in the NFL. They give up the most big plays in the NFL. The Dolphins always beat up on bad teams. Obviously, their passing attack is predicated on big plays. They have two of the fastest receivers in the NFL. They have an accurate quarterback. This is exactly how the game played out. Like, how we thought it would go is how it exactly played out. I think normally with big numbers like that, it could scare you in certain matchups. But, I mean, Tyree going against this Washington secondary, like, it, it went exactly how you thought it would. So, no real takeaways from this game with me. Dolphins are playing your Titans at home next week as 13-point favorites. Once again, big favorites against a bad team. Probably would take the Dolphins. Your Titans broke my heart yesterday, Chelsea. I can't even lie. They were my biggest bet of the day. They were up 17-7. We had the miss extra point because Tannehill had to come in and take this and hold it after the punter got hurt. It was just He held it good. It wasn't his fault. You're right. He did hold it good. The hold looked good. For somebody who hadn't held it, it was a bad game. I will give you that. And there was injuries everywhere. 